to the spook house i'm phil i'm jason and we are back question yeah. mark no. yeah no, <laughs> not no. even a question mark we're yeah. back we are back and it's stefan king month oh stefan yeah, yeah that's from his snl al- yeah stefan. that's his alter ego <laughs> no we're doing stephen king month we are back to our monthly themes yes each month this is a horror podcast it by is the way, if yeah. it's your first time listening so each month we do a different theme. You know, sometimes it's hard to really pick a theme. Well, it seems like you, you pick a theme, then you, we try to do what's streaming, and not always, but we try to do what's readily available for people to watch. And yeah. then sometimes we'll pick something that's like, well, there's really nothing you can stream anywhere. And as much as I would love to do like some deep diving, nobody's going to listen to like a zombie killer lake. Yeah, nobody's you know, going to listen to that. I would love to talk about something like that, <laughs> but then again, nobody's going to download it. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> but with. Mr. King, there was an abundance of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Stephen King is the most influential person on horror? Totally. Like, we're talking like original material, like movies based off of, and he has to be. He's definitely on like Mount Rushmore, you know? There's other people you can put, like, you know, Richard Matheson maybe going back even further. No, nah, dude. You know, Nobody. or then you've, got, then you've got people like Wes Craven or John Carpenter. Yeah, but even then, like, yeah, they're influential, but, I mean, Stephen King has, like, permeated the whole landscape. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely on Mount Rushmore like, of horror. Yeah, without him, we would... We would we, not have some great movies. Like Sleepwalkers, yeah. that gym from 19... Was it 1990? Yeah, there's a lot of fucking turds in his catalog. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's not his fault. You know, he's not responsible for any shitty director. Oh, no, he's actually responsible for that because he wrote the screenplay for that one. I've never seen it. It's really bad. Really? I always saw the cover for it, like, back in the day. Yeah. With the cats on the front. It actually might be streaming. I know it has been streaming a lot on the past. Maybe that can be our secret episode hey watch along (laughs) well we're not gonna do that movie this month so we're kicking it off today with gerald's game sure serving it up hot next week with children of the corn oh yeah popping it's gonna be you get get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. oh popping corn okay (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then what else are we doing creep show creep show which is a a banger do you like creeps you like shows i like both of those things you put them together creep show sandwich creep show (laughs) And what else are we doing? Oh, the movie you wanted to do really bad. What is it? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. I shouldn't know. <laughs> oh, the Secret Window movie. Oh, yeah. Secret Window. I should I should have just completely said, no, we're going to do The Mist. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Secret Window is streaming anywhere. Shudder, I think. Maybe. Yes, it's I on don't Shudder. Okay. I don't know. I've never actually seen that movie, so. 
You've never seen it? I've never seen it. I remember when it came out in high school, but I just never watched it. I just never got I never read it either. You're going to love it, I think. You I think? love that movie. Yes. Is you everyone come back and then it's just like, what the fuck did you make me watch? I think you're going to appreciate it. It's definitely one of his better movies. I personally think it's really underrated. Doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but I'm looking forward to that one. But right. we got our hands full today with Little. Gerald's Game. We might say we have our wrists cuffed oh (laughs) that's right jason (laughs) do you like games oh i like games this ain't no game of uh twister i don't don't think i like gerald's game we ain't playing monopoly no we're not playing you know nobody passed go (laughs) that's right jason he was actually actively making sure she does not pass go in this movie (laughs) that's right so before we jump into that, it's been a while since we recorded just me and you yeah so have you watched anything since our last episode. Oh, I've watched a lot. I'm not going to go crazy okay. with... Yeah, but I, I, just gotta, I, I narrowed it down before I got here. Okay. Some to talk G- give about. me a couple of choice cuts. All right, some choice... I watched The Dentist 1 and 2 this week. All right. I had never seen either of those. I borrowed the first one on, on videotape from you. That's right. I and have not even watched it yet. Yeah, it's... You know, it's if you want direct a video early 90s slasher, that's exactly what it is. I like the second one better. The second one's on Tubi. I think the first one is too. Okay. Uh, the second one, he gets away, and then he moves to a small town, mm. and he tries to cover up his past, but it just keeps coming back out. Is um is it like the same actor? Yeah, it's both? Corbin Burnson in both of them, and Mark Ruffalo is actually in the first one. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, speaking of like, you know, famous people in shitty old horror movies... I was watching uh, Halloween 6 on VHS last night. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Sorry, it just naturally came into the conversation. But (laughs) one of the previews was Children of the Corn 4, and Naomi Watts is in that. Dude, the first five has like, we'll talk about it next week, but the first five has huge people in it. Like, There's at least two Academy Award winners, and and this third, Charlie Theron's in the third one. Holy shit. Academy Award winner Naomi Watts, and the fourth one, Academy Award winner. Yeah, wow. But yeah, we'll get more into that because I've okay. got some things to talk about. Hey, fun fact about Naomi Watts. Her dad is on Dark Side of the Moon. Yes, I He's like know that. one of the voices that yeah. says, uh, what's he say? Uh, I was pretty drunk at the time. Wasn't that her? Uh, or was that? No, that's um, that's actually, what's her face? Who is her mom and dad are on that record, I believe. Yeah. The, guy, the lady that's like, he was cruising for a bruise. Yeah, and then, who? what's her name? She was in... She's in the Avengers. She's Pepper Potts. What's her name? Uh, Goop, the Goop founder. What's her What's her name? I, do you think I watch fucking superhero movies? You no, know I don't. But she's famous. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we'll get to it next week. Yeah. There's this whole Children of the Corn conspiracy going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about? The oh, dentist? the dentist. Okay. Yeah. And so, if you like direct video slasher movies from the '90s, give it a watch. I think the second one's better, but I don't think I'm in the outlier of okay. the dentist canon because there's there's big fans out there. Okay. Really. Probably not. Okay. There should have been a third one. It ended on, on a kind of a cliffhanger. We're going to say there are. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed both of them. All right. So, I will watch it eventually. Also, since it's July 4th, I watched Uncle Sam. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was just, you know, it had it on in the background, and I was like, let's just put it on. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This movie's dumb, but I really like it for some reason. It's not scary at all. It's I don't even know who it's supposed to play to. But it's just a, I don't watch it every year because I couldn't. But every yeah. about five, ten years, I'm like, you know, okay, it's July 4th. Let's watch this. Hey, all right. It's Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, it's and, me. And it is Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, don't worry, everybody. 
I got this. Just start cracking my knuckles for everybody out there. <laughs> you know. Oh man, we appreciate your service, Jason. <laughs> um, anything else? I watched the Screen Queen documentary. Oh shit! It's on Shutter now. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. What'd you think? It was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more in the movie. I didn't realize it was gonna be so much like a the whole eighties scene that yeah. goes on to. But yeah, it's an interesting watch. I feel bad for Mark Patton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not only does it talk about, of course, Scream Queen is the documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street two and Mark Patton's just how he got the role and the impact it had on his life. It's really good. If you've seen the movie, you know how fucking bizarre it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it, ooh. Yeah. Um, so it goes into that too, but it's also really well made because it kind of explores the, you know, the time it came out. You had the AIDS epidemic and Mark Patton couldn't get work because of that. So he was discriminated against. And every, you know, gay person in the 80s, like the whole AIDS hysteria oh yeah oh yeah it's it, it's a really interesting watch and you find out all he knew he was living with his boyfriend for a long time and he had a photo shoot so his boyfriend to kick him out of the house so they wouldn't know that he was gay too it was yeah like, Good it's God. an interesting watch it's on shutter i believe shutter produced it so give it a watch it's really good yeah yep well anything else jason no those are the, the choice cuts i was okay. going to talk about this time all right. I mean, <laughs> I've got other ones if you want me to talk about it. That's okay. Demolition High is a pretty good movie. <laughs> Demolition High? Corey Haim being Die Hard. Oh, wow. And his, <laughs> and his bowl cut and Jinko jeans. That actually sounds really good. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. There's a sequel called Demolition University where he goes to college. It's the exact same plot. I might watch that. Yeah. They're good times. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> well, I watched a few movies. Well, not really. I... So, I watched The Blob, the 1988 remake. Dude. What a good fucking movie. We've got to do that on the podcast sometime. Yeah. Like, I, I really like that movie. So, be down with that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of threw it on thinking, eh, whatever. I've, I've heard this is good. I was like, God damn, this is awesome. Like, killer practical effects. You know, good acting for the oh, most yeah. part. Who's it, Kevin Dillon? Yeah. Yeah, a young Kevin Dillon. Johnny Drama. On his motorcycle <laughs> with a leather jacket. It's a good movie. And Shawnee Smith from Saul fame. Yeah. And it's written by like people that did Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Frank Darabont and Chuck Russell. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I could totally see how that movie influenced Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, I could really do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a solid movie. Yeah, it's great. We should cover it sometime. Yeah. You know, I had a thought. Here is the holy trinity of 80s sci-fi horror. Okay. The blob, the thing, the fly. Yeah, I, can, I, mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah, those, those. That's the triangle. Ooh, aliens. Okay. Yeah, you got to throw if aliens If it was called The Aliens. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're rebranding that movie now. Well, it just, I, I had a good thing going. You had the, the three thes. Yeah. Makes a triangle. Okay, we'll do the Holy Trinity of the with a cherry sci-fi. On, with a cherry on top. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you watched that on tape, though, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I watched it on VHS before I shipped it out to did you? somebody that bought it off of Spook House Video, which is doing quite well. If yeah. you've bought a tape, thank you so much. <laughs> I've gotten the habit of watching any tape that I sell the night before I ship it out just to mm. make sure it plays right and everything. Yeah. So this was one of those. And I was like, damn, I kind of hate to send this one off. 
But yeah, check out Spook House video. Other than that, I haven't. Did you did you watch Brain Damage? I did. That movie fucking rules. Yeah, that's first it. time I ever saw it. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is this is my kind of movie. Eighties gory fun. Yeah, like Frank Kinnelotter did some really cool movies in the eighties. He did uh, Basket Case and Frankenhooker. I have not seen any of those. Now Basket Case and Brain Damage are streaming on Shutter right now. I mm. don't think Frankenhooker is anywhere, but that's a that videotape is pretty cool because you press a button and she screams one a date at you. I actually have a copy of Brain Damage for sale. It's a cut box if that you know rustles <laughs> your jimmies. But <laughs> yeah, message me. I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah, but yeah, that movie's great. Hey, maybe we should do um, what's his name? Frank Henlotter. Henlotter. We should do a Henlotter month. Yeah, because I've never seen Basket Case or Frankenhooker. Good, they're good times. We got to figure out one more other movie because he's got some other ones that are not so. But, but there's three Basket Case movies that we could always throw in there. Well, hey, maybe it'll be a three week month and we have some something else going on. Yeah, know. that'd be cool. I would be down with that. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, that's really all that I watched. I'm sure there's some other stuff, but whatever. I watched some Queer Eye episodes. It's good shit. It is good oh, shit. Yeah, we love that show soulful watch you know it just makes you feel good see people just transform yeah it's like hey you know what the world's not so bad no it's not because there's a lot of depressing shit out there dude and the queer eye guys are here to say nay Mm-mm. we're gonna have a good time oh yeah we're gonna have the best time and you're gonna live your best life <laughs> who's your favorite one not tan france you don't like trying tan? to make the french tuck a thing that it's <laughs> never gonna be a thing dude if I'm waiting on you to walk in my house. You're going to have your little horror t-shirt in a French tuck. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Be like, oh, Jason. Me and Tanner okay. are about the same size, too. You know? <laughs> like, All right, Jason. I see. I see. <laughs> Karamo, man. He's so damn cool. Yeah. No, of course, all- it's kind of his job on the show to be cool. Yeah. And to teach you how to be cool. He has a podcast that I've been meaning to check out. Really? Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Well, it has been a while since we covered any horror news topics, but why don't you lay some on me? Oh, right. So, I feel like Evil Dead comes up every time we do an episode. Kind of tired of hearing about it, but continue. Yeah, exactly. But So, the name has been changed from Evil Dead Now to Evil Dead Rise, mm. and the rumor is it's going to take place in a skyscraper. Do you know what else was supposed to take place in a skyscraper? Halloween too. I, 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 was, I remember I was like, okay, well, right, this maybe he won't immediately think of Halloween too. <laughs> but he did. But he did. But anyway, back to Evil Dead Rise. Maybe it would have made it a better movie. I don't know. I don't know why you hate that movie so much. I don't hate it. Well, we did an episode on it. Listen to it. I mean, I, I feel how I feel, you know. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. Okay. Now, now <laughs> the skyscraper thing hasn't been confirmed Fuck anywhere. Rick Rosenthal. Sorry, go. What's this about not talking to each other? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get that one out. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But anyway, it hasn't been confirmed that it's going to be in a skyscraper. But it just kind of seems like some some information out there from some insiders are kind of saying that it's probably going to take place in a skyscraper. But that is the rumor. Oh. That really raises the stakes, huh, Jason? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you like skyscrapers? Do you like zombies? Well, I bet this is going to happen. Well, these are more possessed zombies. Is The Rock going to be fighting the zombies? Oh, yeah, while... uh, I want to see that. (laughs) Has The Rock been in a zombie movie? He needs to. Hmm. Call it like Samoan Zombie Hunter or some shit. (laughs) Sign me the fuck up, dude. Are there any zombies in Jumanji? 
Um, I don't know. I never saw those. I never saw either. I think I hear they're good. Yeah, but they're gonna be better than Robin Williams. No, doubt it. No. Um, Evil Dead Rise. Rise this or rise? Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Okay. Where did this rumor get started? Who was like skyscraper? An insider at Bloody Disgusting is where I saw it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else, Jason? All right. So, Joe Bob Briggs Mm -hmm. has announced that everyone is looking for all these bootleg Monster Vision releases from the 90s. He said, don't waste your money. Something official is coming out soon. Okay. So he didn't say exactly how it's going to be the host segments or the host segments with the movies. Who knows exactly what it's going to be, but he said something official is coming out from Monster Vision soon. So everybody out there that's a Joe Bob Briggs fan, like Mm -hmm. myself, okay, maybe this might be uh, tickle your fancy a little bit. Tickle your fancy. Tickle your fancy. Yeah, you know what? I've maybe seen like a few of his episodes i i didn't really grow up with joe bob briggs yeah i would be like changing the channels and i would see him on tnt on mm-hmm. monster vision yeah but like eh. i don't know i just never really watched it it's because he said he wasn't a big fan of halloween that you know <laughs> <laughs> he did say that right i don't know you said he said it so i mean <laughs> i mean maybe he showed it on the halloween hootenanny he showed one two and four I remember reading something when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12 or something, and he threw some shade, and I was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he did it. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of like somebody, some other completely different horror host. If he did it, then I, I retract that statement, but... Yeah, he won't say it now. If you did not say that, <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs, because we know you're listening, I look, apologize deeply look, from my heart. Look, no, I, I like Joe Bob Briggs. I like his whole... Thing you know, yeah. I like what he does. I'm not yeah. talking shit, but he did brain damage on a uh, last drive in this oh, season. Nice. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I'll check out his show on Shutter. He should just start his own little app, like release you know all his old Monster Vision episodes and well, it's just who has the rights to it. It's all kind of that it's tied up in that sort of stuff. Or maybe sell it to Shutter, let them release it well because i'm sure he doesn't have any of the rights to any of that stuff and so probably i'll enter ted turner i'm sure he owns all of it oh okay <laughs> well whatever sure anyway <laughs> so uh, we were just saying joe bob briggs if you're a fan maybe something from monster vision days is coming out soon yeah all right so the movie i know you've been hankering to see joey b oh, <laughs> <laughs> my boy yeah. <laughs> yeah all right continue the movie I know you've been hankering to see, a Twister remake is ma- being made. Huh. And Joseph Kosinski is currently in talks to remake it, who is the director of the new Top Gear movie. I'm sorry, the new Top Gun movie. Oh, okay. That was supposed to come out this summer, but probably isn't going to come out this year. Okay. But yeah, Twister remake, the movie we all needed. Especially me. I mean, hmm. I was like, do we really need this? But I remember I was like, well, this movie was huge back in the 90s. This movie made $495 million at the box office when it came out. Jesus. I remember it was a big deal in 96 yeah. when it came out. I think it was 95 or 96. I was no. like, oh, that was a pretty big movie. And I looked at the box office. I was like, holy shit, that was huge for 96. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you want a VHS copy of Twister, just go anywhere. I swear to God, every time I look for VHS tapes, it's like, Twister. if you want Twister, you can get it. <laughs> it's fucking everywhere. 
But yeah, it was a huge movie back in the day. And I guess it could do with a with a facelift, you know? I don't even know why you have to remake it. Just, you know, hey, we've got a movie about tornadoes. I guess we'll just make it Twister yeah. 2020. Yeah, that's true. But they want that name recognition. It's kind of like the new Child's Play. It's like, this resembles nothing of a Child's Play movie. <laughs> but they got to slap that logo up there. I did watch that. It was, it's okay. It's not, you know, crazy, but it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Didn't knock your socks off. No, it's fine. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what won't be in a Twister remake, which is kind of sad? What's that? Philip Seymour Hoffman. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. Who was the female lead in that? The guy that Bill Paxton was married to? Not Helen Hunt, the other lady. Oh, she... Wasn't she in something else? Yeah, she's in Lost Boys. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, I remember during the Lost Boys episode, I was like, holy shit, that was Star. Yeah. Where are you going, Star? (laughs) I want to chase a tornado. I gotta divorce my husband. Or no, she. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Helen Hunt's divorcing Bill Pax, and that's who he's getting married to. Whatever happened to Helen Hunt? She got an Oscar like three years ago. Really? For the sessions. Never heard of it. It's a movie where she's teaching a young man how to have sex. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You can. Yeah. All right. Pass. So, <laughs> Twister remake. All righty. All right. And the last thing I've got here, and it's kind of convenient because we're doing a Mike Mike Flanagan movie. Mm-hmm. He is directing Revival, which is another Stephen King book that came out a couple years ago. Never heard of it. Yeah, I, I kind of passed on it. I read a lot of Stephen King books, but I don't read all of them. Mm-hmm. And this one, he said it will be relentlessly dark and cynical. Okay. So he said he just finished the first draft, and Stephen King, in his words, really loves it. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, Stephen King says that about fucking everything. Really? That's got his name, except for Children of the Corn, which he has nothing to do with now. He's like... Distancing himself from that again. We'll get we'll to that later. Save it the next. Yeah. Save it next week. Yeah, but so yeah. Since Mike Flanagan, we're doing Mike Flanagan, and it's another Stephen King, Mac Daddy Flanagan. All yeah. right, and he, you know, he just did Doctor Sleep as well, which All is another right. Stephen King joint. Okay, all right. He also did um, Hush Puppies, Southern horror movie. Yeah, no. about no Hush, <laughs> Hush Child. I never finished it. It's really good, dude. Really? I, I really enjoy Hush. Okay. Yeah. Hush your lips. <laughs> oh, hush your face. <laughs> I I think we talked about it on an older episode, but I, yeah, I just never finished it. Maybe I will, though. I meant to watch Oculus. I tried to find it streaming somewhere the other night, and I couldn't. No, it's it's one of those movies that like rarely pops up for some reason. It, every once in a while, it'll be on some sort of streaming service, but not... Often, a lot of people like it. I really have you seen it before? I have not. It's really good. Yeah, I wanted to watch it before today, but couldn't find it. Apparently, his Ouija movie is pretty good too. I've never seen the Ouija movie. Ouija, Ouija board. Okay, Ouija. I thought you said Ouija. Yeah, sometimes a lot of people pronounce it. That's probably the correct way to pronounce Ouija. Ouija. Well, I mean, if you're doing like the Milton Bradley Ouija board, yeah. But if you got a full on like we're going to raise some fucking demons, it's called a Ouija board. Oh, okay. Or a spirit board. All right, made by Parker Brothers. Made by Parker Brothers. (laughs) Sponsored by Coke. (laughs) Yes. All right. um, So that was the news for this week. That was the news, baby. What was that movie called? Revival. Revival. Yes. We will keep an eye on that. Are any movies being made right now? 
with the coronavirus stuff? Not as far as I know. Oh, well, Avatar is being made, but that's because they're in New Zealand, and New Zealand actually handled the coronavirus. Oh, Whereas, they didn't turn it into a political issue like they did in the States here? Yeah. Mm. So Fuck yeah, America. I think New Zealand actually does zero cases right now. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're good. Now, granted, now, granted, their population is much smaller than America's population, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Like, you going to take my rights. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not, this is a horror news, not a political show at yeah. all. <laughs> well, so that was all the news, huh, Jason? That was the news that I could... Oh, well, Paramount's going to distribute the Scream movie. Okay. Well, you know what? There's a lot of Scream stuff to uncover. Let's save that for next week. Sure. Yeah. All right, Jason. You uh, you about ready to get kinky? Talk oh. about <laughs> I'm putting my slip on right now. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nothing sexier than a slip. Mm, I just popped my Viagra. <laughs> ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm about to handcuff you to the bed. What's our safety word going to be for this episode? Um, Cornbread. Cornbread. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing would stop anybody in their tracks more. Jason's going to say, cornbread. Cornbread. <laughs> Get it out of my ass. Cornbread. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Jason. Gerald's Game, huh? Oh, yeah. Have you ever read this short story? This is a full-on novel. Oh, really? It's like 300 and some pages. Yeah. It came out the same research. Have you heard of it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Face <laughs> in your face it actually came out the same year as Dolores Claiborne, which kind of gets mentioned in this movie as well. Okay, 92, right? Yep, yeah, they were sort of sister novels, but not exactly. Okay, yeah, well, how um, how true to the this is pretty true to the story, right? From what I've read and heard people talk about it, it's it's a fairly good adaptation of the novel, or as yeah. well as something can be with you know the television because you can read things that you can't really show on tele on TV or yeah. movies. She's naked in the book, right? Yeah, and that would have been a hard sell for somebody to be naked for an hour and a half on television. Yeah, that's true. You know, would you really want to see that kind of rape fantasy play out? Watch it would have been a little <laughs> bit too much to. Yeah, I agree. And this movie's already dark enough. Yeah. When I started rewatching this, I was like, "Wow, this is um, <laughs> I forgot about some of this. Holy shit, this is going places." Oh, it, it's going there. <laughs> this was a, a Netflix joint. It was. So I guess you can't really gauge like what was the production on this and it doesn't really earn anything back. Netflix just... is really secretive about their kind of numbers, mm. that kind of thing, like how much something brings in for their and how much things cost. Now, I know they said the Irishman cost like $120 million to make, mm-hmm. but that was just such a huge deal when they got it, you know? Yeah. So something like Gerald's Game, which is never going to be the, the broad appeal of something like Irishman, they're not going to kind of release those sort of numbers. Yeah, but I would think this was a fairly low budget, though. I mean, it's only there's really only four people in the entire movie. Yeah, there's a couple other things here and there, Elliot from ET, but yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really just four people. Yeah, you can yeah. only see this thing function as a play, you know? Yeah, true. Or I mean, look, I, I'm, I'll just say this up front. I really enjoy this movie. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie. It could have been a great short story. Like a creep show type of thing, like a three part story. Like, this is one of them. 30 yeah. minutes long. Well, it still would have been an hour and a half, but they're like 30 minutes. Oh, you mean like the entire thing is 30 minutes? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, you said Jason. three stories long. I was thinking, like, well, if there's three stories. No, Jason. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. I understand it being like a 30 to 45 minute thing, you know? Yeah, but even then, this movie doesn't feel 
really long. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, Jason, do you just want to uh, jump on up in here? Sure. Let's go oh. ahead and do that. All right. Let's do that. Well, the movie begins. They are packing for the weekend getaway. Mm-hmm. And don't forget those handcuffs. Oh, no. Gerald. Can I say this up front? I don't like the name. Gerald? Yeah, just Gerald. Oh, so I can only think of Gerald Garner, age 14, <laughs> 145 pounds. <laughs> from heavyweight. Whenever I hear Gerald, that's all I can think of. <laughs> Gerald Garner. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to heavyweight. That's a banger. I watch it every summer. God. I'd watch it right now. I would too. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Gerald Garner. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so they're packing for the weekend, and Jess and Gerald are driving to the house they've rented for the weekend. He gets a little fresh with her in the car ride. Yeah, yeah. Jess, Jesse? Jesse. Okay. Played by Carla Gugino. Gugino. Carly G. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Carly. <laughs> and Gerald, played by Bruce Greenwood, who plays the president in like three different things. Yeah, he's also the voice of Batman in a lot of the DC animated stuff now. Oh, It okay. used to be, you remember the cartoon guy, he had played yeah. it forever, and he finally just retired from it because he just doesn't want to do Batman forever. Okay. So Bruce Greenwood is kind of the new Batman in the animated realm. Okay. So over the radio in the car, you hear a brief segment about the graves being dug up and all that. Yeah. Which, that'll come into play later, of course. Yes, it will. And they almost hit a dog, which will also come into play later. The dog is eating roadkill. And she wants to go back for it, but he's like, nay, drive to the house. <laughs> so they drive on, and they get to the house. He's kind of a dick, Gerald. Gerald, he's, he's pretty dickish. He's kind, of kind of a dick. Yeah, you, you kind of insult him a little bit. A little bit. A little it's bit. <laughs> but hey, I got to say, for a 60-something-year-old dude, Shred City. Shred City? Shout out to Bruce Greenwood, getting in that work. Oh, yeah, he's he's pretty cut. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> Well, I guess, like... If you knew that, oh my God, I, I'm going to film a movie and I'll be in my underwear for the entirety of it. Yeah. Better hit that gym. Mm-hmm. Do some calisthenics. Oh, Gerald's been doing some CrossFit games. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Just throwing kegs around. <laughs> yeah. Slinging those battle ropes. <laughs> so they pull up to the house. Jess scopes out the beautiful backyard of this mobile Alabama home. Now this was shot in mobile. I'm assuming this house was there as well, like all the downtown stuff. That yeah. was Alabama. Yeah. I'm assuming this is as well. Hush was also filmed in Mobile, Alabama. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Just letting the the listener know. Yeah. They, they didn't know that. No, they didn't do all the research that we did. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess leaves out some beef for the doggy. That's Kobe beef. $200 a portion. Yeah, go fuck yourself. You pay $200 <laughs> a portion for some beef, you deserve bad things to happen to you. It's good beef, though. Marbled. Fat marbled. Yeah, whatever. Gross. So, <laughs> she puts out some beef while Gerald pops his boner pill. Mm-hmm. Gets his beef ready. Oh, he's beefing up. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, they go inside. Well, Gerald's like, hey, that's $200 a portion. <laughs> Don't leave that out for the doll. He gets pretty upset, then he kind of calms down. You start to kind of see that maybe things are a little... You really get the... This is a kind of a save their marriage kind of trip at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And you're really getting some bad feelings about Gerald here. He's 145 pounds, age 14. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to heavyweights, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
There might be a couple of references here and there. Sprinkled That's okay. In. I'll allow it. I'll it's paper allow that heavyweights, you know? Okay. So they go inside, leaving the door open. She takes a glance back at the open door. It's like, ooh, should have shut it. Mm-hmm. It's going to run your AC bill up. And it's summertime in Mobile. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, really. So he handcuffs Jess to the bed. She does not seem super comfortable about this, but she's go- there to kind of get along with the get along. Yeah. Good way of putting it. You ever got down with the handcuffs, Jason? No. No, okay, me neither. Not saying I'm opposed to it. Yeah. If you want to bring them over sometime. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to handcuff you for the next <laughs> podcast. And God forbid you put those wrists above your head. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to talk about children of the corn. Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking bring up Halloween 6. <laughs> <laughs> or safe words Haddonfield. <laughs> Which has lots of corn. <laughs> hey, there we go. So he starts doing some dirty talk, role-playing stuff. It yeah. seems like she didn't know it was going to be a rape fantasy. Yeah. You know, it seemed like he just kind of was like, okay, well, now I'm going to do this whole rape thing. And that's, you know, if somebody has the rape fantasies or whatever, if consenting adults, sure. Yeah. But to yeah, just yeah. spring that on somebody, that's pretty shitty, Gerald. Yeah, it's a little weird, too. Yeah. It's like his alter ego, Gerard, comes out. It's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, any sort of like daddy talk, it's like, ugh. Oh, yeah, he keeps saying daddy. He's yeah, like, it's, she even says, like, quit calling yourself daddy. He's like, but daddy doesn't want to <laughs> stop calling himself daddy. It's like, ugh, hey, why don't you shut up, daddy? Look, and they even have a kind of an argument where she's, you know, they stop. And then mm-hmm. she's like, he like, try to like, scoze in for like, maybe if this time she'll be like, yeah. ugh. They ain't pl- she ain't playing that shit, though. No, she's done. Bites his lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is when he gets like, you know, really fed up. And he's like, well, you know, you remember when we used to blah, blah, blah. And he's real heated. And he, this is when he has a heart attack right on top of her. Yeah. That's got to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> awkward, that's the word. <laughs> yeah. That's what she was thinking. It's like, like the end of a Curb Your Enthusiasm she's episode. like, awkward. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, so he has a heart attack and dies on her. And he falls off the bed. And Jess is in a real pickle here. Could have called this Jess's pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like a June bug in molasses. And it's real thick molasses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks for picking that up. <laughs> so she starts freaking out, you know, deservedly so. And she sees the blood leak out of his head. Because she pushes him off, and you get the feeling that not only is he having a heart attack, he probably smashed his head pretty good. Yeah, and this is when she really starts freaking out. Yeah. As you do. Yeah, yeah, as you do when this thing happens often. We've all been there, right? We've all been there. Yeah, so the sun sets. And you hear a branch snap outside, and you hear like a little clanging, and you're like, oh, who could it be? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's Chris Angel in his suit of many crosses. <laughs> Why is that? Have you ever seen all He wears like eight crosses when he goes places. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a douche, but what does it have to do with Because he's a magician, and he can get you out of handcuffs. Oh, all right. Yeah. He'll just be a little, put like a little handkerchief over the cuffs, and be like, oh, look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Mind freak. Yes, I have my haircut from 2008. Did you see that shitty magic trick he came out with? It was like his most recent big magic trick. It no. was so shitty. It was just all camera tricks and like Reddit just tore it apart. <laughs> it was like the, a huge thread. It was like, look at this shitty trick. <laughs> Anyways, it's funny shit. 
Chris Angel, huh? <laughs> All right. That's a thing. Yeah. So we hear, uh, hear a little rustle outside. Yeah. You hear somebody walking up, and who is it? It's good boy. It's uh, Lester the German Shepherd. Was that that was name? Lester? Yeah, from uh, Halloween. Oh, Still getting yeah. that work. Still, still, still getting that work. 1978. His, his hair's a little bit longer now. He's yeah. a little rough. He's a little, little grizzled veteran, we call yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. He's been around the horror genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he does good in this thing. He does. Nobody kills him this time. This is his Irishman. You know, this is he's going out with a bang. This on is this his one. swan song. <laughs> yeah. After this, everyone will call him Les. <laughs> That's right, Jason. Going off in that big farm in the sky. <laughs> Chase squirrels and dig up moles. <laughs> That's right. Did you know that any squirrel you see is just a tennis ball thrown from God? <laughs> yeah. There's so many around. When I'm walking Finn, he sees when he just stops. He made it. He was like, oh, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Scout's giving up trying to chase him. He's not catching a squirrel. Oh, Finn has not. <laughs> <laughs> he will one day. Scout's like, around age six, he was like, all right, this just ain't, ain't for me, dog. <laughs> uh, anyways, the dog doesn't have a name. Okay, we'll call him Lester. We'll call him Lester. So he starts licking up the blood off of Gerald's head, and he tears off a piece of flesh. He's just trying to survive, you know? Now, this was her breaking moment here when she saw the dog rip the flesh off. This is the first time that enters, you know, she has a psychological break. Yeah. And she is talking to people that are not there. Yes. Because Gerald comes up. Yeah, Gerald, you know, arises from the dead and immediately she's like, you were so right, I was wrong. And Gerald starts chewing her out and going into, you know, all this stuff about how he told a joke one time at a party. What was the punchline? Like a, it was like, what is a woman but a life support system for a cunt? That's right. Not even a funny joke. Not even a funny joke. Like I've heard lots of like a you know blonde jokes or women jokes that are you know funny but awful. That was not even. That's just awful. Yeah, if somebody pulled me aside and told me that joke, I'd be like, uh, like get over your fucking self, dude. All right, dude. Sure. See ya. <laughs> okay, you fucking weirdo. You scream maga at him or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey, no politics, Jason. That's <laughs> America. God damn it. <laughs> all right, so Gerald starts helping her game plan, you know. He's well, like, he's essentially all of her bad theories and thoughts about herself. And then Jess, Jesse, too, is yes. kind of her survival mode and what she has to do to get out of this. Yes. So he's kind of explaining, like, look, the neighbors are gone. The grass is already cut, so there's no landscaping crews coming. He's basically saying, hey, you're fucked. You know, mm-hmm. The house is clean, so the maids aren't coming, et cetera, et cetera. So she hallucinates that she escapes, and this is where she sees her other stronger self. Yes. Where Jesse too pops up. Good old Jesse too. Yeah. She's a go-getter. It's kind of like that, Uh, you remember the Guilty Conscience Eminem video? Yeah. It's your motherfucking conscience. <laughs> That's kind of what this movie this is. This little chick is only 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> they should have like... Did like the camera effect, like yeah. it, it freeze frames. Yeah. Yeah, there's no bum, music bum, in this bum. movie, by the way. Yeah, hey, you could have you could have thrown in Guilty Conscience by Eminem, but <laughs> yes, there is no music in this movie, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it really works for it, you know. Yeah, also save money. I don't have to have a, a. I think at the very end, hold your thoughts. Okay. There are. <laughs> I know. I guess you're <laughs> like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Let me at it. <laughs> I think there is some music at the very end, like some music swells and stuff. And Probably yeah. just came from my movie. 
Yeah, it's nothing <laughs> fancy. But yeah, this movie pretty much has no music at all. What you know what it? else doesn't have music? No What's Country that? for Old Men. There's no music in that movie. No, there's not. That's a great fucking movie. It's a, some would say it's a greatest movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there for me. It's a they do they do shoot a good boy in it. Well, but in that situation, I would have done yeah. the same. Anyways, <laughs> so Jesse two is talking to Jesse one, and she's kind of saying like, you know, this is you problem, panic, denial. And he put you in those handcuffs way before Gerald did. So this is kind of like her repressed self mm-hmm. saying like, oh, you remember that moment? And, and Gerald's like, who was this person, huh? Yeah. I thought I was the only person that could ruin this Jesse. Okay. <laughs> so, so she reaches for the phone. No luck with that. Hey, no, you fix this. Hey, Siri, call police. Yeah. <laughs> so don't phones like... I mean, they listen to fucking everything we do. Oh, yeah. We can say we have privacy. We really don't. No, we really don't. (laughs) So, do you think there's like some sort of system in place that recognizes an emergency? And it's like... Yeah, I don't know. "Mm." Or maybe she didn't have the Hey Siri thing set up. Whatever. You know, who knows? Or maybe her phone was dead. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, the phone does not work. Yes. She can't reach it. We're just going to say she can't reach it. She can't use it. Might as well be on fucking Mars. That's right, Jesse, too. (laughs) So, Gerald and Jess talk about his boner pills and her repressed sexual memories. Mm -hmm. He's talking about, like, you knew I was taking them and you didn't say anything, so I just stopped hiding it and blah, blah, blah. And Dude, there was one time, you know those gas station boner pills you see? Oh, yeah. Like fucking Rhino or something. You taking those? This was like 10 years ago. Okay. And I'll... Story time. Yeah, okay. So, I took one. I was like, yeah, whatever. Let me... Let me try one of those fucking things. And, dude, I got so nauseous, I just threw up everywhere. I got extremely nauseous. My stomach started hurting. I felt like I was going to have a heart attack, and I threw up so much. <laughs> so there's my boner pill story. So they're even worse than the gas station sushi. Yeah, I've never had that, but I would not advise either one. So if he might have had a good experience with boner pills from the gas station, give us a little, send us a message. <laughs> <laughs> So Gerald shows her, you know, that he placed the glass of water up there. He's like, so that's when she's like, ah, Mm -hmm. there's water up there. So she slides the glass down, you know, she wiggles it down and grabs it, but she can't drink it. So if this were you, Jason, I assume you would shimmy the Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, yeah. Down. (laughs) Well, somebody else put it there, so it might not be Mountain Dew. But if it was me. And it'd be like, oh, plastic. Can't use this. <laughs> Can't cut my wrist on this plastic Mountain Dew I would have been in trouble. <laughs> he would have been in trouble. <laughs> For you, it would have been your, your PBRs. Like, ah, oh, damn it, aluminum, oh. you ruined it again. <laughs> I can't make it sharp enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You lightweight metal piece of shit. <laughs> so the dog comes back, and... Yeah, she finds a piece of paper. That ain't a doobie she's rolling. She's trying to, you know, make a little straw out of it. Yeah. And she talks to, to G-Man as she falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also in the book, it's a, like a rolled up coupon from a restaurant. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Same thing. Coupons were big in the 90s, you know? I still get freaking coupon books in the mail. Yeah. Like from Food Lines, like, hey, would you like these 90s? I always forget cent- to use them. I 
I just throw them in the trash. I should use them. I would save me money. Yeah. You know, there's people that go like extreme couponing. I'm yeah, like, dude, I have seen that. Like, you spent $5 and you got $300 worth of stuff. I hate you. <laughs> the food line owes you money for this. <laughs> well, Jess does some extreme couponing here. It takes a little bit of water. Yeah. Not too much. Uh, save it a little bit later. A little bit later. She puts the glass back. So this is where we get the first appearance of the Moonlight Man. She's like drifting off mm-hmm. and then she hears a sound. And I got to say, man, when I saw this movie for the first time a few years ago, this part gave me the heebie fucking jeebies. Dude, Moonlight Man's creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that there's no music, you just hear like cicadas, mm-hmm. so there's no like gotcha music, yeah, you know? know? There's no like, it's just creepy looking guys standing in the shadows. It just made it feel like you were there because it's like a POV shot on top of it too. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, because you hear the music, that's almost kind of like protecting you because you know there it's, it's comforting or whatever because yeah. there's no space between you and the Moonlight Man with their music there. It's like, yeah. it's you. Yeah. And after I saw it for the first time, I'll admit I was trying to go to bed and I was like, I don't want to look at that corner over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey. oh, so Yeah, also the creepy man shows her his box too, which is pretty, because it's got all these ears and stuff in it. Uh-huh. That's when you first also see the box. Bag of Bones. Which is a Stephen King reference. That's right. Never read it. There's a couple. There's actually a couple uh, Stephen Kings. You know, the beam comment that he makes a little bit later. Oh. um, That's a Dark Tower reference. the beam or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So now we see Jessie's childhood memories. And she's on vacation with her family. There's tensions with her mother. Or is that her stepmom? I'm pretty sure it's her mother, but I didn't know if it's her stepmom or not. But I think I get the vibe as a stepmom. But I, yeah, I still feel like it's just her mother, though. Yeah. But yeah, you see that her mom, friend, is kind of jealous of Jesse and her dad's relationship. Yeah. Mike Flanagan's wife, by the way. Yes, she's in pretty much everything he's done for the most part. Yeah, true. So Jesse and her dad, or it's that part. <clears throat> yeah, it's the the most uncomfortable part of the movie. Yeah, so Jesse and her dad are watching the eclipse, and this is when he's like, you know, when oh, I shouldn't shouldn't even ask. It's silly of me. I'm just a silly old man. She's like, what? He's like, well, when you were a kid, you used to sit on my lap, and oh, well, would you sit on my lap? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it, Daddy. It's uh. like. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, so this is what Elliot from E.T.'s doing with these days? Hey, this part's really uncomfortable to watch. So he yeah. starts masturbating while she's on his lap and she's watching the eclipse. Yes. Mm, okay. This is, it's really, I'm almost surprised it went as far as it did, to be honest with you, because you see, like, I know the logistics of shooting this scene because she was an underage girl uh-huh. and then he's got to be doing there's laws about you know underage kids and sex and you know they're not having sex but he is well to be fair you only see like her face and his face yeah and he's just kind of moving a little bit yeah but still you gotta have parents sign off and that kind of thing and obviously this could probably ruin Henry Thomas's career because he's if he's only known as the guy who's like jerking off the little girls I don't think it would ruin his career I mean it's I don't know anything else he's been in other than ET well he's in He's in a lot of Mike playing and stuff now, too. He was in Haunting of Hill House. Not a fan. Yeah. We've established that in several other podcasts. Uh-huh. I think he's going to be in the new one, The Haunting of Bly Manor. I think he's going to be in that one. He might have been in Dr. Sleep, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But yeah, he's been in a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. Still haven't seen Dr. Sleep. 
the three hour cut is now on HBO Max. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, I love The Shining. It's one oh, of my favorite he's, horror movies. Uh, he plays Jack Torrance in a flashback in Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, I got to watch that. Yeah. Jesse wakes up and her hands are purple and her legs are cramping. She's, has she pissed herself? At this point, probably, you know, she's been tied to that bed for, I guess, over probably a day and a half at this point. You know, one thing they don't show in this movie, what's the poop situation? What? You know, hey. Hey. What is the poop situation? (laughs) We're asking the hard questions, the (laughs) hard-hitting questions here on the Spook House podcast. You know what? I'm sure Carla Gugino's got uh, an Instagram thing. Yeah. Like, so, hey, are you a method actor? Did you shit that slip? (laughs) Shit that slip. <laughs> oh man, shit that slip. <laughs> well, did you? <laughs> and seriously, like, and can you sign it for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's talking to herself and Gerald again, and Jess is trying to justify to herself what her dad did, and Gerald is telling her that the Moonlight Man is real. Look at the bloody footprints, and that he'll be back tonight. And when you're dead, he'll have your wedding ring in his case. Yep. So she doesn't really do anything else here. I guess she's like, she's so dehydrated and just, you know, depleted that she basically just falls back asleep. Like she is resigned to her fate at this point in the movie. Like, she's like, I'm done. Gerald's completely talked her out of even trying. She's like, I'm going to die here. This is kind of how it feels like to me at this point in the movie. Yeah. And this is where she's like, you know, the worst thing your dad did to you was after what he did and this is when she has a flashback of her dad talking with her in the bedroom and he guilts her into not saying anything to her mom yeah this is all again quite creepy and unsettling i want this scene to end all right next scene (laughs) so she wakes up suddenly to the dog licking and biting her which little might as well say this the editing in this movie is really fucking good yeah Everything transitions really smoothly. Like it could have been very clunky because you know you're doing the Eminem video thing. You're talking to this person, <laughs> they're talking to them, and Jesse one, Jesse two is talking to Bruce two, and yeah, not it could Bruce be. Gerald two. <laughs> so, anyways, I love this edit here when um she wakes up to the dog biting her. So Gerald starts explaining the various ways that she is fucked. Yes, per se. Mm-hmm. And she drifts off yet again. So she dreams that her adult self talks to her younger self. And she's reminded of the time at the dinner table that she broke the glass in yes. her hand. Yes. I don't. I still don't get like why she broke the glass. They were taught her mother was talking to her father about what they did at the eclipse. Yeah. And then she was like, this freaks her out, obviously. And she just had that talk. Oh, so, so she she just out of reaction, she just kind of squeezes the glass and it breaks. I got you. Yes. So this is where she gets the idea. Hmm. If I break the glass in my hand, and yeah, bloody up my hand, I can slide it on out. Because uh, when it's four clots, it's slick as oil. Yeah, before it clots. So if this were Mountain Dew, how fast would it take for it to become sticky? Oh, man, like immediately, probably. <laughs> The thing about Mountain Dew, when it dries, it's sticky as honey. But before it does, it's as slick as oil. <laughs> Jason be like, I got this. It only takes five seconds, though. It's time to do the you Dew, baby. Small- 
What is that? Code red? <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. Oh, I got the real the Arctic blue or whatever. Baja blast. <laughs> Don't mind if they do. So Gerald is talking her out of this. He's like, you know, don't do it. Even if you can get out of those cuffs, your legs wouldn't work. And she's like, well, if I don't do this, it's either die of dehydration or get eaten alive by the fucking dog. So, I mean, if you were in this situation, I guess if, oh, fuck, that would be a bad situation to be in. But I guess I'd be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So, and this scene is pretty brutal to watch too. Yeah, she breaks the glass in her hand, sticks a shard into the the nightstand thingy, yeah. and then cuts her wrist with it. And already, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm chewing is... on my pen. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and then, well, before that, I do like this little shot of her lips sticking together, mm-hmm. she, like while she's screaming. Just nice little touch yeah. because she's super dehydrated. Yeah, I'm like, oh. That's right. She wouldn't have uh, very well hydrated lips no, now, she, would you? She's got no Burt's Bees chapstick around to really get that. They did that with Elmer's glue, by the way. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So here's the degloving scene. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I was actually watching this on a tablet and Ian was doing something. That she's like, what are you doing? And I like moved it away from her. I was like, what are you doing? It's like, it's the degloving scene. She's like, oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> like, <laughs> has she seen it? Uh no, she didn't. Cause really? she, I mean, she knows she knows all the stuff and the stuff that kind of bothers her a little bit. She's like, I'm good on watching that. Yeah, she's like, I'm sure it's good, but yeah. it's just I don't think it's for me. Fuck so, yeah, yeah, man! This scene it, it makes me wince just talking about it. Yeah, it's you see the fucking skin coming off her hand and yeah, it's bad. <gasps> and then so she gets out of the cuffs. She gets it out and she's like waving in the air, like I bet that's tender. The you know? skin just yeah. You don't want to put. <laughs> Imagine throwing some rubbing alcohol on Throw that. Throw a little peroxide on, watch it bubble. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the skin's just kind of hanging there. Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. So she tries the phone. It's dead. She gets the key for the cuffs and unlocks it w- with her mouth. Mm-hmm. And she drinks some water. Would you have grabbed a Mountain Dew instead? No, I would have drank water, I'm sure, at this point. <laughs> I drink water, too. I just, when we're doing this show, I need a little caffeine to get me uh, going a little bit. All right. Because nobody wants to hear me going like, yeah, it's cool. That part. Yeah. I get a little bit of the sleepy sometimes. Nothing gets you going like a good old bottle of Mountain Dew, huh? Oh, no. I get, it gets me going. Hey, Mountain Dew, if you want to sponsor the Spook House, I'm going to object. Yeah, put a little lead in my pencil. <laughs> that could be their new tagline. <laughs> But also, she sees she wraps it up with a maxi pad, her hand up. Really? Yeah, super absorbent. Okay. Have you read a tampon in your nose from a nosebleed before? I have not. I have. Does it work? It did. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. When I remember, it was uh, I was in high school. The only time I've ever had a nosebleed, mm-hmm. I was wrestling, <laughs> and I caught a stray elbow to the nose. I remember I was trying to get the referee's attention because, you know, I'm bleeding profusely. Yeah. So immediately I was like, well, fuck it. So I blew it all over the mat. And then the referee saw that and he was like, all right, guys. But this is a pre COVID America. You should have blew it on your opponent. <laughs> Pull an alpha move and <laughs> just stare at him. Like, watch this bitch. So yeah, and then they came through. So I had to wrestle the, the entirety of the rest of the match with uh, tampons up my nose. You wrestled with I tampons? I wrestled with in tampons it? in my nose. Oh, God. I wish I had a picture of that. <laughs> oh, man. So she bandages her arm, drinks some water. Do you think she would take a shit? 
I would. I'd be like, <laughs> be the first thing. No, nah, I think I would have been like, I got bigger fish to fry than this shit, okay? You, you could drink water while you're taking a shit, I guess. That's so gross. Yeah. Because you know you're just getting that shit particles in your God, mouth. <laughs> Some guy having a sandwich while like poop. All right, so she passes out. And she wakes up to the dog biting her. Mm-hmm. No, the dog's growling. Oh, I thought she was biting. The dog was biting her. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Either way, the dog's doing something. She sees Gerald's half-chewed face. And, okay, so was it the Moonlight Man that was um, taking pieces of Gerald or the dog? It was the Moonlight, at least the ears. It's alluded to later that. Yes. Okay. And that also in the book, I'm pretty sure it's alluded to the Moonlight Man just straight up fuck dead Gerald. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they, they say they mentioned that part in the a little bit later in the movie, but I think it's really heavily alluded that Gerald's body fed a dog and has the Moonlight Man's jism in it. Jism. Okay. Yeah. So the so the dog is a figment of her imagination. I think the dog's real. Okay. I think the dog because I mean you see that they both see the dog at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the dog's real at the beginning of the movie. Well, I, guess, I never thought about that, but I guess maybe the dog could be, could be, you know. Anyways, the dog scampers off because it's the Moonlight Man. He has come back. Yes. So he's holding his bag of bones and jewelry open. Stephen King reference, you know. Yes, we established that. Yeah. And she puts her wedding ring in the bag. She pays the troll toll. That's right. (laughs) And she gets in the car. She sees Gerald in the mirror, and she waves bye to him Mm -hmm. as she drives off. Um, Good thing that car's on a stick shift. That should be the last metaphor we have of her leaving her past behind, Mm -hmm. but it is not. No. Okay. So (laughs) she dozes off behind the wheel, and I really love this whole sequence here. She's driving, and all of a sudden, it's the eclipse again, and everything is like faded to red. Yes, I really like the uh, cinematography here. Every like all the the eclipse shots, everything's just like a it's like drenched in red. Yeah, yeah, looks really fucking cool. Love it. This shot's awesome. You see the shot of the moonlight man in the mm-hmm. back seat. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. He is so scary. Yeah, what was uh Lurch from the Adams family? Yeah, no, he's also in uh, Twin Peaks. What was his name? Carl Struichen. I'm probably mispronouncing that last name, but it's spelled S-T-R-U-I-C-H-E-N. Yeah. I'm sorry, C-K-E-N. Seven feet tall. Lurch from the Adams Family. He, he's good in this. He's creepy. He, he is. I mean, he stands there, and he's creepy. He's got glowy eyes. He does good. He's, he's, he's almost like a five. You know when a five-year-old gets a new toy and you go to his new house and they go to like his, like your buddy's got a five-year-old and he's got a new toy and you come over there and he's like, hey, look at my new toy. Isn't it cool? And you go, like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at that. You've got ears. You've got lots of ears in there. That's adorable. Now go all run off. <laughs> yeah, so the shots of him in the backseat are really creepy. And he whispers, mouse. She crashes into the tree. So she gets out of the car. He passes out. People are there to save her. You see people with flashlights walking to her. She is saved. So next shot, we see Jessie with a bandaged hand begin to write. She's writing a letter to her younger self. Mm -hmm. Now, could the movie have ended 
when she just crashed into the tree and you see people coming and you know she's safe. You could have rolled. Maybe you could. I'm cool with a little. I'm cool with some of this epilogue. Okay. I'm cool with some of this epilogue. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. So we see her, you know, present day self with her bandaged hand. She's writing a letter to herself. And she has started a foundation for survivors of abuse with the insurance money yeah. that she inherited. And she goes on to say that she still sees the Moonlight Man at night. And you get another creepy fucking shot of the Moonlight Man. With handcuffs. Personally, roll credits. Yeah, I'm still cool with it at this point. And leave it kind of ambiguous, like, well, was the Moonlight Man real? You know, like, yeah, because you also get the radio thing that maybe you can just kind of have a little bit more, is the Moonlight Man real? Yeah, and it ends on a creepy note. That's yeah. the last image you see, his creepy ass in the shadows, and roll credits. See you later. They don't do that, though. Led Zeppelin starts playing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, yeah, that would have been the, the <laughs> end. Also, it's like, want a whole lot of love? <laughs> <laughs> so... Six months after the handcuffs, she says, Raymond Andrew Jobert was caught digging up graves and trying to have sex with a guy. Cut his ear off. Apparently he, he was, was naked. Yeah, he had been killing. He had just graduated to killing folks. Yeah, and so this is where she says that he removed fingers and toes, something I always assumed was the dog. So this is where it's like, oh, well, I guess it was the Moonlight Man after all. Yes. Really should have stopped here, but it keeps going. Joe Bear suffers from acro acromagaly, an enlargement of the hands, feet, and face. So, which is what the actor actually has. That's why he's yeah. as big as he is. So does uh, Tony Robbins. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, he has the same thing. So, okay, all right. Damn. The trial, okay, Jason. Now what? So you're getting to it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so the trial's going on. And, uh, this is actually the arraignment. This isn't even the trial. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she walks into the court. Just walk, waltzes right in. Nobody's like, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah. Hey, hey, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. This will be a high-profile thing, too. It's not like, I mean, they caught a serial killer. They don't yeah. catch those every day. This and isn't like a traffic s- court. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Mr. Joe Bear, you were going 15 over the speed limit through a residential area. Also, you ate people's ears? <laughs> Well, she just walks right on up to him. She says, hey. She, he turns around. And she goes, you're not real. Oh, he's you're only made of moonlight. That's, and they made a big deal because he hasn't spoken ever since he's been arrested. He's not said a word. That's right. And he uh, snaps his handcuffs. Because he's a big, powerful 80-year-old man. Yeah, and she walks right up to him, goes into slow-mo, and you see an image of her dad of Gerald, of the Moonlight Man. Could you stop beating me in the fucking nose? I get exactly what you're saying. It's like, oh my God. Okay, her dropping her diamond ring in the the bag, that was the symbolism of her leaving Gerald behind Mm -hmm. and her past. Yeah. Got it. And they even made a little another comment, like they never found the ring. It's like, oh, a little bit more thing is maybe a little bit of a mystery that maybe the Moonlight Man was real or fake. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, oh, no, he's real and he's a thing. And this courtroom scene is fucking ridiculous. But Jason, do you get it? She's coming face to face with her past. Oh. And she turns her back 
on our past. Mm-hmm. Not before saying, you're much smaller than I remember. Hence, she has overcome her problems. Mm-hmm. Much like how did in you, Mad Men. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> Haven't seen it, but I'm, uh, I'm sure you're right. Yes. And she turns out, walks away, and literally walks off into the sunset. And then the Hallmark Channel credits come down. They scroll the down. music swells. Yeah. We just not need that. End of movie. Okay, now I know we're tearing the ending to fucking pieces. Even with all this, it's not like, like oh my God, the ending ruined the movie. It's It's just bad. It doesn't ruin the movie at all. It's just, it's so not needed and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And so ridiculous. Like, nobody's going to just walk into a courtroom, on some, especially something this high profile, I would assume. Yeah. And just be like, hey, you're smaller than I thought you were. And then everyone's like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> Why didn't you go to the cops and be like, hey, I had an experience with this person. <laughs> it's very true, Jason. Yeah, I, I hear you. But even so, I still really like this movie. Yeah. I mean, the ending. Okay. You don't like the ending. Tell me your ideal ending. Wait, we can't said it. Like, you know, when they do a couple of things, like, you know, they, they say that they never found the wedding ring, mm-hmm. allude to that he's most likely real, and she's still got the cuffs thing in the corner. That would have been an accurate way to stop this movie. Uh-huh. Not this ridiculous courthouse scene. I think, like I said, I'm with some of this epilogue. It's just really the last freaking 10 minutes, not even 10, the last five minutes of this epilogue are so awful. Yeah. And so like beating it, a dead horse. It's really more like the last minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's whatever. They should have stopped while they were ahead. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear my perfect ending? Yeah. Check it out. When Moonlight Man's in the back seat and he whispers, Mouse, and she crashes. She sees the people with the flashlights coming. Oh, she's saved. Yeah. Hard cut. Her decomposing corpse on the bed and the dogs eating her face. (laughs) Hard cut, black screen. She died. She never got out. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. They should have done like a... super nihilistic ending. They should have been like, fuck you, the movie's over. Well, no, because this movie... Movie pretty much followed the ending to the book to a T. Yeah. So and Stephen King has an issue with ending his books, even the ones that I really like. Some of the endings are like, okay, you, you just keep going here, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I was kind of halfway joking with the ending I just proposed, but I would have been fine with that. It would be like, oh, fuck, okay, wow, the dog's eating her face, huh? Okay. People would have remembered this movie a lot more than they do. I feel like, even with the degloving scene. Yeah, they would have been like, oh, wait till you see the ending. But then, of course, people would have been like, man, fuck this movie. I hate it. But also, I appreciate that it's it's a movie of uh, that survivors of trauma or abuse can look to. And yeah. there's a, you know, she she made something of a horrible situation and she's helping others. And that's great. That's not a bad thing. No. But they just... I feel like it could have been done better than it was. Yes. They they should have quit while they were ahead. They were like, okay, all right, but should we keep it going a little bit more? That's exactly what happened. Do you want to show six months later after she walks out of the courtroom and she's on a on a yacht with her friends and life is much better now. <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, okay, happy ending, okay. 
Got they put uh, and it's like and you see a sign like they put Joe Bear away for one thousand years for his crimes. Yeah, and she good writes him a letter and says, "You're you're not so big now, Mister Man. You have finally <laughs> have no control over me. <laughs> I'm breaking the chains." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. What do you give this on a 10-point scale, Jason? Uh, six and a half, seven. What? Yeah, I give it a good seven. Pretty good seven. Wow. Yeah. Much lower than I thought. I mean, cause, I mean it's a good movie. It's, here's, here's what it is with this movie. This movie is good. I just, I'm never going to think about it really again. It's not as it's forgettable, but I'm never going to be like, hey, let's watch Gerald's Game again. I want to watch this movie again. I don't, there's not a lot of rewatch value to it for me. Mm-hmm. You know? And while it's good, I like the characters. I like the the performances in it. I think Carlo Gugino is really well, and Greenwood's pretty good, really well too. Yeah, I just don't. It just doesn't have a lot of rewatch value for me. So I think seven is kind of where this movie lives. Six and a half, seven is kind of where this movie lives for me. Okay, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Oh wow, I I really like the movie. It's look the acting, um, Carla Carly G. <laughs> she deserved like some sort of nomination for this for her to play that that duality of a character like the the strong female lead but you have to be super vulnerable and, yeah and i thought she handled that really well i thought she was really good so was bruce greenwood i mean everything the acting and the editing the editing's top notch yeah acting cinematography I I hear what you're saying. There's not a lot of replay value. It's like, you know the story, you know what happens, and that's it. See you later. Yeah. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, legit creepiness with the Moonlight Man. Yeah, maybe you could lose just a slightly bit more Moonlight Man. Really? Yeah. Not a whole lot. He doesn't need to be the, the, part, the main part of the story. Oh, and like, it, you mean like full... Uh, Full lighting in a courtroom. Oh, no, no, no. You don't need to see that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was another thing. The creepiest part. The creepiest part about the Moonlight Man is he's the Moonlight Man, not fluorescent light man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, do you want to see him chilling in a fucking grocery store? And also, With, do like, you really lights? think they have a a, a orange suit that really fits that guy? They make those for like Shaq. They probably, <laughs> yeah. The only two people that are ever gonna wear that suit are him and Shaq. When he when he does another Shaq attack, they're finally gonna nab him. Or Shaq Fu. Remember that video again? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyways, yeah, eight point five. Overall, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I might revisit it four years down the road or yeah, something. Or this could be a background movie, you know, like you're like cleaning the house and just put it on. Uh, I don't know about that. There's yeah, if you want to permeate the air with some heavy situations, you know, <laughs> molestation and ripping the skin off your hands, sure. I mean, you deglove like you degloved the while you're cleaning gloves. your dishes. Yeah, you're like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay, so ticks. It'll be only ticks in the background for me from now on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, I think that wraps up Gerald's game. Yeah, solid movie. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add to no. the old game here, Jason? No, I think uh, the game's pretty good. In the words of Triple H, it's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> Don't hate the player. I should play that out on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> let's, you know, let's just keep going for another 15 minutes. Motorhead playing Triple H theme song. Oh, God. Yeah. 
All right, well, (laughs) before we deviate into too much fuckery, let's get on out of here, Jason. Let's do it. So, next week we are doing Children of the Corn. C-O-T-C. And we're not talking about the corn and ice cube song Mm. from 1998. This is for the children of the corn. (laughs) We the first born. (laughs) Fuck authority. Hit your ass in the head with my 40. Oh, my God. It's kind of a banger. A little cringy. (laughs) Maybe we'll play that out on next Uh, week's episode. Late 90s, man. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. And if you like Stephen King, we got a lot more coming. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. So we will see you back here next week for Children of the Corn. But until then, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House.